Welcome back. Now, MultiChoice has reported a massive loss as it faced a number of headwinds. Power interruptions and cost of living pressures were amongst the uh, challenges impacting the performance. MultiChoice reported a 5% fall in first half profits, also marking this as the first time DSTV's overall subscriber numbers have declined. Group CFO Tim Jacobs joins us now to unpack this performance in greater detail. Thank you so much for your time, Tim. Now, of course, we know the macroeconomic headwinds that have impacted the business. But you say in your results that that hit on profitability was uh, offset or some of that hit was offset by a subscriber retention and an improved customer mix. Just give us more detail on what that customer mix entails, but also your moves to retain customers. Okay, so I think firstly, let's maybe start by just saying that we were we were actually quite pleased with the operating performance. Um, If we strip out that foreign exchange uh, impact and the investment in Showmax, we actually delivered a trading profit uh, improvement of 18% um, on last year. And after the Showmax investment, which obviously that's where we're investing for the future, um, we were still 10% up. And it was really just the foreign exchange movement that kind of impacted the business in a material way. So when we, when we think about the subscriber numbers, firstly, there's a, there's a couple of really important um, kind of uh, things to think about. The first one is, um, the, the decline in subscriber numbers in South Africa wasn't necessarily as bad as it looked. At the end of last financial year, we had 300,000 what we call surprise and delight customers. So these are customers that were really struggling financially. Uh, we tried to entice them back with, uh, with deep discounts. Basically, um, we said to them, you know, come back. Uh, we'll give you some time on our, on our platform for free. But then at a point, we're going you know, to switch you off and then hopefully they, they come back. Um, unfortunately, while it didn't have a financial revenue impact because they were deeply discounted, um, they, they, did, well, they, well, they were part of our financial base. Um, and so those customers are now out of the base in this financial year. I think what we're super excited about is that for the first time in many, many years, our premium uh, customers actually have gone up. We actually had a 5% improvement. And of course, it doesn't hurt that you've got three uh, Rugby World Cups and some really big general entertainment like Shaka Lembe in the first half of the of the financial year. So I think the, the content side of the business has really been resonating well with our customers. Um, and the second part of, of how we've been managing uh, to stabilize this, this base, because remember, the biggest challenge we have in South Africa is load shedding. Yeah. And, um, and people are just taking very simple economic decisions. If they can't watch the, the, their television uh, for what, and something that they've paid for, they simply switch off and wait for the load shedding to, to stabilize and normalize. And we saw in the first quarter of the year in particular, the intensity of load shedding and the duration was much longer than even the third, the, the third um, or the last quarter of last year when we started to see the really big impact on our business. Wow. So um, what we've been able to do is launch products. We relaunched our DSTV stream product. That allows customers effectively to come into the base on a much cheaper piece of hardware without the dish kits um, on the roof and also at a slightly cheaper price point. And what's been very encouraging there is that 90% of these these customers are brand new to DSTV. So we, we, it really has been something that people, there are certain, I think it's a young part of the population, you know, that 18 to 25 year old that just um, has always looked at things on mobile devices. They don't want to have uh, necessarily a dish kit and a, and a decoder and all of the cabling and other you know um, other trappings that come with a satellite signal. So we we really are finding that that is is looking very good. I mean, 
since we've relaunched, we managed to triple that base. So granted, we're coming off a very low number, but it's tripled and it really is, is uh, you know, playing nicely into that into that uh, youth market. Ah, all right. Well, thank you for that, Tim. You've actually answered some of my follow-up questions there. Uh, but to, just talking about that uh, currency hit that has continued those forex losses, how have that looked like and what is the way forward from here? Yeah, so it's been an interesting half. So, you know, we've probably seen more volatility in the last six months in our uh, in our markets than I've seen in, in almost all of my working career. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the last uh, in the last six months, just to give you an example, the Kwanzaa, so that's the Angolan Kwanzaa, um, got impacted by 75%, so 75% depreciation. The Naira down 57%. Uh, the CD, the Ghana CD down 31%. Um, and the Kenyan shilling down 20%, just to you know, name, let's call it the top five. Yeah. So when you when you faced with huge um, currency movements like this, there's a couple of things that we immediately think about as a business. The first one is one, we don't control the currency, so don't panic. Yeah. Um, you know, panic is the worst thing you can do. What we do try to do is look at the parts of the business that we do control. So we've been very focused on number one, uh, looking at the value proposition to customers, looking at new products that really resonate with customers, our internet products, looking at those bundled offers where we can give better data prices, um, help the consumer's wallet. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, focus on the content because that's really what they're buying our product for mm-hmm. and making really sure that the general entertainment, the international and the sports as a combination really uh, is working for our customer base. And I think what we've seen in the last uh, six months is despite these headwinds, despite consumers' affordability, because remember, in these countries, um, when, you, when you're seeing these levels of currency movement, it translates into very high inflation rates, interest rates are going up in most markets. And so the consumers are all under you know, extreme pressure. Um, and in these environments, if you can deliver a positive operating result before foreign currency, um, you know, the way that we have, we are very, very pleased with that performance. Yeah. Now the question is, can we keep this momentum? And we think we can. We've got some really good, exciting initiatives to keep our cost base mean, to find new ways to do business that that is more cost efficient while bringing more and more really great content to our customers. Well, that's actually what I want to talk about. I mean, you talk about the parts of the business that you can control and the value proposition. I mean, in trying to accommodate these shifts in consumer trends and behavior and in seeking these additional revenue streams amid increased competition, how much financial muscle do you have in that investment journey? Yeah, so, so look, I think we've, we've still got uh, quite a way to go. So, yeah. you know, we get asked this question quite a lot. We, we've been very disciplined since we came enlisted on our own. Um, how long can we keep saving this kind of, on average, 1.3 billion rands a year? Yeah. Interestingly, we saved, um, just on the pure cost side of the business, we saved 500 million in the first six months. We had a target that we came to the market with of 800 million. We're actually raising that target to a billion rands this year. And uh, we're obviously going to push really hard to not just achieve it, but try to you know, outperform it. But at the same time, we started to look at some of the traditional big expenses in our business like subsidies. And we've, we've started to do things, for example, like unbundle um, the, the, um, the installation from the decoder in South Africa. In the rest of Africa, we've unbundled the, the having to buy a dish kit along with the decoder. Um, and for example, let me give you a simple example of how this has changed the, the customer's dynamic. Mm. So uh, last year, um, 51% of our decoders that we sold went to replacement decoders. 
Because we've changed the subsidy decision and it's slightly more expensive, people are holding on to a slightly older Dakota for longer. And this year we've got 69% of all of the decoders that we've sold are for brand new customers. So that means brand new incremental revenue. Mm -hmm. So we're starting to, to kind of, because we're under financial pressure, we're starting to look at different ways to come to markets. Um, you know, we've changed the pricing, for example, in our business play uh, part of the business. That has had a very, very strong, um, it's just been launched recently, the new pricing points and the new packages. Yeah. Uh, but that's having a significant revenue uplift, you know, in the short term, month on month. So we'll see that over the longer term, we'll start to see that positive impact coming through the business. Uh, but we, we really are challenging all areas of our business at the moment. Ah, all right. Well, thank you so much for giving us insights on those numbers that came out of MultiChoice uh, earlier on today. I really appreciate the time, Tim. That was Tim Jacobs, CFO for MultiChoice Group.